0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Music and Therapy Podcast with Relationship Coach Kiana W. Mitchell. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Well, I hope everyone is doing well and that you have had an amazing weekend and that your day is going well. Last week on the podcast, I don't like that. Okay. One, two, three. Hello. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Music and Therapy Podcast with Relationship Coach Kiana W. Mitchell one more time. Hello and welcome to another episode of the music and therapy podcast with relationship coach Kiana W. Mitchell. I am your host Kiana W. Mitchell. I hope that you are doing well and that you have had an amazing weekend and that your day is going awesome. Last week on the podcast we talked about how having a growth mindset can drastically and I mean drastically improve your marriage. So here are some takeaways from last week's episode of the podcast. Number one, Having a growth mindset can help you think positively about your spouse. Number two, having a growth mindset can also help you put things in perspective. Number three, it can help you think rationally about your relationship and about your marriage. Number four, it helps you to be able to give your spouse the benefit of the doubt. And number five, it helps you work on improving your marriage because you will know that even though you may not be able to do some of these emotional things right now, you can learn how to do these things and you can do them later in the future. So these are just some takeaways from last week's episode of the podcast. If you would like to find out more about how you can develop a growth mindset, and believe me, it is something that can be worked on. So don't worry if you feel like you don't have it now, you can definitely get it. Then click on the link in the show notes to listen to last week's episode of the podcast. This week on the podcast, I would like to talk about the lessons that you can learn from your parents' relationship mistakes. Now, have you noticed that many of the mistakes that we have made in our lives and in our relationships are the same mistakes that our parents have made? Now, some of the things that our parents went through, we find ourselves going through these same things now in our lives, or we've gone through these things in the past. Many of us did not have the privilege of growing up in a two-parent home. And even if you did grow up in a two-parent home, some of the examples of the marriages or relationships that were set for us was not the best. And based on what our parents went through as children or viewed in their lives, that is where they got their relationship examples from. So based on what they experienced, they just passed it on to us. I was watching a show the other day. It's called Unexpected, and it was talking about teen pregnancy. And it's a reality show, of course, because, you know, I love reality TV. Anyway, there was this one family that really stuck out to me because their single parent and being teen moms went back to like three or four generations so it's like great-grandmother had a kid when she was 15 then grandmother had a kid when she was 15 the mom had a kid when she was 15 and then all her sisters had kids and they were around the same age and then her daughter had a kid around 15 and so you can see how from generation to generation there was a cycle that was going on and I believe the cycle was going on not because They wanted to have kids necessarily at a young age, but because of the examples that were set before them and what they were taught and learned in their environment. Now, I know there's a huge thing in psychology about nature versus nurture. Big thing, and I remember being in a psychology class and the teacher was like, But a professor would be like, so is it nature? Are we just genetically born to have these things and genetically do all these things happen to us? Or is it nurture by what we see? And for a long time, I was even a little confused and I didn't have an opinion on this because like it can be either or. However, which is true, it can be either or. But for me, I'm leaning more toward the nurture side because it's based on some of the things that we see and what we do and what we're around all the time that help us make the decisions that we make. For example, another reality show I love to watch is My 600 Hundred Pound Life. And when you watch it, you see that the person who's going to doctor now to get help or weight loss surgery, that person is obese. However, if you look at the family, now this isn't always, so don't quote me on this, but the majority of the time, everybody in that family is overweight. And it's not because they have some kind of gene that makes them overweight. No, it's because throughout history, Or throughout their generations they've learned to eat a certain way so when you eat a certain way that's high in cholesterol and fats and all these kind of things it gets is not passed down from generation to generation because of genetics but you get these things because of how you eat and the choices that are made and the examples that have been set before you same with diabetes and everything else now with diabetes it is genetic but i also believe it is how you eat And so it's a huge thing. Some of the things that we experience in our lives now, we experience them because of the examples that were set before us. And that is the same when it comes to relationships. When it comes to relationships, we mimic what our parents and our grandparents and the examples that we saw around us, we mimic these examples because this is all we know. You're young, how are you supposed to know how to deal with a relationship? So this is what we do. Now, as a child, I remember my view of relationships was different it's one of distrust because when I was 11 years old my father decided he no longer wanted to be married and he just left like no explanation no letter no saying anything like all right I'll see you guys later you know this is not working out your mom and I are not going to be together it was no explanation no nothing he just left like literally one day he was there the next day he was gone so as a child I kind of built up walls and made sure that I was in complete control of every relationship that I had because I didn't want to feel the rejection and abandonment that I felt as a kid when my dad just, like, left and walked out. Now, I know I'm not the only one who did not have a father in the home. There are many kids that grew up with me and many kids that grow up in single-parent homes. And while most of us grow up in a type of environment where we're in a loving home, and I was, so I didn't have any complaints about that. However, I did not learn the skills needed to successfully have a successful or healthy relationship i mean it's hard to see what a healthy relationship is like if you are not exposed to a healthy relationship or it's hard to see what having a trustful marriage is about if you don't see trust in your parents relationship many of the relationships that i saw were on television and since they were on television my view of loving relationships was like oh it's cinderella and the this person comes to sweep you off their feet, and all these wonderful things happen. And I thought like this because this is what I was exposed to. This is how what I saw. So my view on relationships was distorted. I had no idea about the level of commitment needed to have a successful relationship. And so the more I learn about relationships and I talk to individuals going through relationship issues, issues, it's clear to see that none of us really had a positive example of what relationships were supposed to be like and so as we get older and as we go through you know getting older dating relationships we have to try to figure it out on our own in a previous episode of the podcast called he's a player i talked about how our parents relationships can affect your current relationship so guys if you have not heard that episode of the podcast. I would encourage you to go back and listen to that episode of the podcast because not only does it talk about how our parents pass on these capabilities to us, it talks about how their experiences sometimes become our experiences, their views become our views, and their idea of relationships become our ideas of what relationships would be so go back and listen to that i think you can find it in either i think season three and it's just called he's a player so go listen to that and you can understand where i'm coming from but today we are going to talk about some of the positive things that you can learn from your parents negative examples of relationships and let me just throw it out there that all of the times that your parents have negative relationships It's not because they just set out and say, you know what? I'm just not going to do good at relationships if they're going by what they've been taught. So they had the same learning curve that we have. But the difference is we can change the cycle. We can do something different. Our children don't have to have the same relationships that we had. We don't have to be negative examples of what relationships look like to our children. We can do something different. And even if you have been like a negative role model of what relationships look like, You're not the only one. I've been a negative example. All of us have been negative examples of what relationships look like at some point in our lives and at some point in our relationships. So it's not just you, it's us, it's me too. But the thing is, once you recognize what you're doing, you can stop that behavior and you can change it. So let's just talk about some of the things that your parents did in their relationships that could potentially be something that you're doing now and perpetuating a cycle in relationships. Um, one thing your parents could have done was doubt the partner all the time. So if you were in a home where your mom didn't trust your dad or your dad didn't trust your mom, then of course it is going to go down to you. It's hard to watch parents go through a divorce or a rocky time, especially if you're extremely young when it happens. But I'm going to go even a step further and say it's difficult even if you're older because you understand what is happening. As a kid, you might be confused. As you get older and you have an understanding, it kind of like, shapes your worldview and it kind of makes you jaded to the whole relationship thing so this is difficult now although most studies show that divorce doesn't eternally mess children up any more than those parents who remain married and it also can create anxiety issues because the people who remain married their kids did not have to go through you know different things like wondering where where's money going to come from because sometimes when people get divorced The money goes to half of what it used to be. Now, I'm not saying stay in a terrible marriage where you are being degraded, abused, hurt, or mentally and physically abused just because you don't want your child to have anxiety and deal with these things. Kids are resilient. They will get through this. But I would advise you, if you do decide to leave your marriage or something like that, let your child see a counselor so they can talk through and work through these things and understand how to deal with these issues and realize it's not their fault. You need to go talk to someone because you also need to work through some issues so you can be successful the next time around however what i am saying is that sometimes this can cause kids to see that their parents don't trust each other and when they go into relationships they'll start to doubt their partner because they'll be like well i can't trust them based on what happened to my mom or based on what happened to my dad and here's another thing that we don't realize sometimes we project what we went through and our experiences onto our kids. And I know we're doing it because we like we don't want them to be hurt or anything, but some of the things that we project onto them is not things that they may experience in their lives. It may not be. All of us have different experiences, so we can't assume that the experience we had is the experience that they will have. It's good to talk to your kids about relationships and things, but do not project the negative experiences that you've had onto your children if you see your kids going down a path similar to yours you can talk to them about you know well i tried that it didn't work for me this is what happened but don't project the negativity that you've experienced onto your kids because that can also perpetuate the cycle of failed relationships or unstable relationships another thing that parents i know some parents have done i don't i know i don't know if my mom did that or my dad did that but sometimes parents have a relate have a problem And we talk to everybody else but our partner. So, if your child grows up seeing you talking to everybody else about your problems but your partner, they're going to think that, okay, so if I'm mad at this person, I can go talk to this person about my issue. And you might even see that in how you communicate things with your children. Now, no one's perfect, but communication styles are one of the first things that we pick up on as kids and teenagers. So if your parents weren't good at coming together and hashing things out with each other, or if you don't see any of the bonding, you might not be able to pick up on how important talking really is. So if your parents were great at explaining things about each other to anyone who would listen, you might find yourself talking about your relationship to friends instead of going right to the source where you need to go and talk to that person which is the best thing to do and sometimes those things happen. Now I know that sounds silly sometimes but if your parents weren't good at talking to each other or disagreeing with each other and hashing out problems and getting to the root of things then it's going to be difficult for you when you get into your relationship to be able to talk about your relationship needs and what you need to do. Now some of you have seen your parents withhold information and just like gossiping about your partner's bad habits can be a sign of bad communication, so it's hiding things from your partner. Now, you know the old saying I've heard people say, don't tell mom, don't tell dad that kind of thing, you have to get out of the habit of hiding things from your partner because your kids know that you're hiding things. So when you tell your daughter, hey, don't tell your dad because you might get in trouble for this, what you are telling her is it's okay to hold the whole information. So when she gets older and gets into a relationship, she'll be like, oh, I don't have to tell my husband I bought this because, you know, what he doesn't know won't hurt him. You know, that kind of thing. That is something that can destroy trust. And so your children need to see you being honest and open with their dad or with their mom or with your spouse or partner so they can realize this is what i need to do that could be the standard they'll know oh we need to be honest and open with my partner so when they get up they'll know how to do that another thing that i've seen some parents do in their relationships is they didn't know how to deal with sex now no one wants to think about their parents in the bedroom but you do need to pick up some cues about appropriate appropriate levels of public displays of affection and other kinds of affection from watching your parents growing up so if your parents never stole the kiss when they left for work or they never saw you touch each other you might also be awkward when it comes to showing your affection to your partner sex positively comes out in many ways so the message you get from your parents and from their union shows you how you are going to deal with sex growing up now some parents like freeze up and get super weird when it comes to sex like they don't they want to pretend it never happened and they don't want to talk to you about it or anything like that which is crazy because we all know we got here because somebody had to have sex like it's just ridiculous but some people don't want to talk about that and so if your parents don't have a healthy relationship and don't talk about sex and don't feel comfortable talking about sex to you then you're not going to know what sex is about and so that's why it's important if you grew up in a home where no one talked about sex and it's just like the birds and the bees and no one went into detail about what happened and talked to you for real then you're going to have a hard time communicating that to your children and showing that to your spouse in a way that's appropriate and your kids won't get a chance to see that healthy interaction like it's okay if your kids see you kiss it's okay if they see you hug and be affectionate because then they'll know that this is okay and they'll understand what appropriate levels of public display of affection is now on the other hand it can also help because they'll know what's not normal so if they see someone and someone's trying to do things to them that they know it's not appropriate they'll know sex is so important for you to talk about with your children like the more they know at a young age the better it is for them and it protects them now I know I'm getting off topic here a little bit but I just think it's important to say that when kids are younger it's important for parents to let them know okay No one should touch you in this area. But you need to tell them what that area is so that they will know where it is they're not supposed to be touched. And that can save them from getting molested as children. When you talk to them about sex, appropriate touches, give them the real name of things. Don't just say, no, don't let anyone touch you on your no-no part. Like, if they had to talk to the police about it, where are they going to say my no-no part? And the cop's not going to understand what they're saying. They need to know the actual medical name of what these parts are so they can tell people what has happened to them and be knowledgeable about their bodies so they can communicate to you if anyone tries to touch them in an inappropriate way okay just want to talk about that but anyway but you see how parents not being able to deal with sexuality on the level of their marriage and relationship and they're not talking to you about it can go from generation to generation of people who are uncomfortable talking about sex and dealing with it because sex is not a bad thing it really isn't but you need to talk about it and be able to explain and talk to your children about it and your kids need to see you now they don't need to see you having sex that is not appropriate but they do need to see you hug they do need to see you touch they do need to see you kiss you know so that they will know it's okay for these things to happen and they'll understand that affection is good because when they go into their relationships affection is important for them to have Another thing that some parents are is that they're not great at fighting. Now I know my parents, when I did see them fight, they were not good at it. Now, I know it sounds crazy because you're just like, fighting? What is that? Like, why would you want to see let your kids see you be good at fighting? I know people think that in order to have a perfect, a good relationship or a healthy one, that you should never fight. Let me just say that it's not the case. You can fight and still have a healthy relationship. Now, when I'm talking about fighting, I'm not talking about like those blowout, dragout fights where you're beating the heck out of each other. No. Nothing like that. When I'm talking about fighting is being able to disagree. Being able to get your point across. Communicate. Because we're not going to agree all the time. And the way we fight is important. It's important to fight fair. Like, You cannot bring up in arguments is not a good thing if you start bringing up things that have happened in the past because that does not deal with what you're dealing with now. It's just a distraction, you're making each other upset, and you're not even talking about the issue. Fighting fair requires you not to project your emotions on your partner. It requires you not to go below the belt and say all kind of mean, hateful things about them. It requires you not to attack them for their opinion. Fighting fair means that you're listening to what they're saying And if you don't agree, you can say, I don't agree with what you just said, but I understand where you're coming from. I feel this way about this issue. And then be able to work through it. Or you can say something like, if it's a situation where they say something hurtful, instead of saying something like, you do this all the time, you're just a jerk, I hate you, or, you know, something like that. You can say, well, you know, when you said this, it made me feel like, Because when you're telling the person what they did and how it made you feel, you're not attacking them. When you're saying you're just a jerk and I hate you and you always do this, you're attacking the person. And what I always tell people is that it is not the person that you're attacking that's your enemy. The person you're fighting with is not your enemy. It's the situation that is creating this problem. So together you need to work on that situation and resolve it instead of attacking each other. So if you're not good at fighting in your relationship, your kids are not going to be good fighting either. If you're passive-aggressive, which is a relationship killer, you might want to think about all of the comments and stuff that your parents have made when they were angry at each other because that's also bad. Shade is never a good strategy, people. Neither is going right to getting it all over or going to saying things like, it's over, or I'm divorcing you, or this is it for good, you know, stuff like that. It is healthy for kids to see their parents disagree, but resolve the issue and know that this is not the end. This is just a small step. This is just a situation that they don't agree on, but they still love each other and they still care. That is what's important. So if you see that you are fighting unfair and going to the straight is over and I want a divorce and all this kind of stuff immediately and you don't know how to fight is probably a good... I could probably say your parents didn't know how to fight either. So you would need to work on learning how to fight fairly and work through issues and resolve issues so your kids can see that mommy and daddy resolve their issues. And, you know, believe it or not, it even helps them when they're in their little kid life, you know? It's, it really is helpful for them to see Their parents being able to work through a situation. Because then when they have their little disagreements with their friends, they won't be like, Well, you're not my friend anymore. I'm never going to talk to you. They'll know how to work these situations out. And that's what you want our kids to do. We want them to learn from us how to work things out. So this is something else that you can change if you do not see that your family learn how to fight fair. Another thing is that there's tons of competing in a relationship. Now, some of you may have seen your parents compete with each other and try to be better and, like, be the one-upper in the relationship. But let me just say, there are no winners and losers in relationships. So if your parents are all about one-upping each other, or if the person always craved caved in to what the other person wished, you might have a competitive streak when it comes to love. So it's important to remember that relationships are about teamwork, and there is no I in team. My daughter once told me there's a me, but we're not going to think about the me. This is good, but there. there's no I in team. And even though there is a me in team, you are. it's not about you. It's not about me. It's about us. That's what it should be, us. And so when you're in a relationship, there is no finish line that you have to be someone to. Which is why working out conflicts, talking about issues before they spiral out of control, and learning to trust your partner is essential. You and your partner are on the same side. There are No matter what your parents' relationship looked like when they were young, you know, when you were younger, you're on the same team. So, there's none of this me against you. It's us. So, that is something that's important to remember. And this is another way that you know that this is what your parents did. You can do the opposite of what they did. Another thing you may have seen from your parents is that they weren't good at this one woman or one man thing. They were not good at monogamy. So that is something you could have seen now when kids grow up seeing constant affairs and seeing mommy with this person and daddy with this person the side effects of an affair of on kids are show, the kids usually grow up having low self-esteem a sense of being abandoned poor performance at school antisocial behavior and heartbreak of simply missing the absent parent and let me just tell you you can still be absent from your kids life and be in the home with them being present in the kids life means that you're not just in the home with them but you're doing things with them you're interacting with them and sometimes if kids don't get that they grow up being needy they need these things and they're searching for these things and they also can go from relationship to relationship because they don't know what it's like to be in a stable relationship so that is why it's important for us to model these things for our kids and especially for little girls because girls need to see their dad being faithful so that they'll know what to look for in a relationship little boys need to also see their mothers being faithful so that they can know what to look for in a relationship and not constantly get walked on as well so what we do as parents and what we saw from our parents is important for us if we saw something that was negative it's important for us to change it so that we can change our whole generation and break all of these cycles that can continue and be perpetuated by our behavior and how we model relationships Another thing that some kids have seen was that their parents were in abusive relationships. Now, if an affair sticks with a child, just imagine what domestic violence does. Growing up in a household with physical and emotional abuse will definitely leave you with some form of post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD. One consequence of which is that you fall into the same pattern of abuse in your own relationships. Now, you might wonder if you are in an actually healthy relationship or if the relationship is real and you're totally able to be yourself and be loved in a non-explosive way now if you feel that you are in a relationship that's abusive with domestic violence and you saw your parents in that type of relationship then it's important for you to get out and to get help from a counselor so that you do not perpetuate this onto your kids now Domestic violence has a lot of effects on kids. I'm not going to go through all of them today. But there are a lot of things that kids see that stick with them. And post-traumatic stress disorder is serious. And so if you are experiencing that because of things that have happened in your childhood, it's real and you do need to get help. Guys, listen to this. Abuse is never okay. It's not okay for someone to hit you. It is not okay to create a tense environment at home because of substance abuse problems or throwing things down and yelling. Which are all forms of abuse. So emotional abuse is real. And I did an episode on that before. So if you want to learn about more about emotional abuse, go listen to an, the, an older episode of the podcast. I'm going to try to find it so that I can let you know where it is. I also did one about domestic violence. You can go listen to that. But it's never okay to let someone put you down. Even if that's what you saw happen to your mom or your dad, it's not okay. People should not put you down. They should not embarrass you or snoop on your text messages and emails forcing you to check in with them all the time you should definitely talk to a professional to get help if this is happening so you can break the cycles of this habit because it's never good now despite all of the negative relationship ideals that our parents have left us it is important to remember that we are able to change our behavior and break this cycle so that we can be good role models we can be successful in our relationships and have healthy relationships to model for our children It's not just enough to do the opposite of what our parents did because if you do the opposite of what they did, and I know people think that, okay, there are two things you can do. You can either do right or wrong. Nope. You can do something that's right, something that's kind of right, in the middle of right, something similar to what you should be doing. It could be just wrong. It could be on the opposite spectrum. There is no yes and no when it comes to relationships. There are different things that you can do, different behaviors you can exhibit that can even damage your relationship even if you're not exhibiting the behaviors that your parents exhibited in their relationships so it is not enough just to do the opposite of what our parents did because even then we may not do something that could be beneficial to our relationship so with that being said it's like what can we do to change our behavior because changing your behavior is not easy it has to be a lifestyle change it has to be something you do intentionally and in order to make the necessary changes to be a good relationship role model for our children the best thing you can do is first accept the fact that your parents did the best that they could with the relationship tools that they were given as a child see once we accept that you will stop blaming your parents for a lot of things that happen as children because you understand that okay this did happen and yes they do have some responsibility in what happened they should be held accountable but you won't hate them for it because you understand you know what They did the best that they could do with the relationship tools they were given. Like, just look at your family tree. Like, go back. Look at what each generation did. And you'll see that it's really similar to what the generation before them did. So you'll understand that what your parents did with their relationships, they were just modeling what was modeled for them. And they didn't know enough at that point to change or that they could change it. So you have the opportunity to change that cycle and make it different. You can accept who you are based on your relationship experience and acceptance is key because if you just sit down there you don't accept yourself then you won't accept the good you won't accept the bad and it's important to accept the bad and here's why I say that now I'm not saying about talking about accepting the bad in terms where this is me this is what you get there's no change in here nope this is just me no that's not what I'm saying what I'm saying is when you accept the bad things about yourself the things that you should probably work on and change, then you know what these things are. And you can find out what trigger these responses, why you do these things, and then you can begin to change your behavior. You cannot change what you don't know. You cannot change what you don't accept. Like, for example, I realize that I am very... How can I put it? I'm stubborn, okay? So, no matter what anyone says, it could be right, it could be wrong. If it's not what Kiana thinks, it's just not going to get done. Why? Because... Um, this is just who I am I'm am stubborn, I'm not going to change I'm not going to do it, I refuse I'll do it if I see a reason for it but anyone try to tell me anything about that I'm not going to do it so by me accepting the fact that I'm stubborn when my husband tries to talk to me about certain issues that I may have mentally put my foot down like I'm just not moving or budging on this one I recognize that and I'm like, Kiana, you know what he's probably saying he has. he's right about this and you're just being stubborn this is why you're not willing to accept what he's saying so when I understand that Okay, he's not attacking me, he's just saying his opinion, he's just saying what he feels needs to happen. And because I'm stubborn and I stick to what I'm, I stick to my guns and I refuse to be moved or whatever, that's why I'm going against him. And we're having this little confrontation or we're having this little discussion or disagreement. Then I know that he is not the problem and that I need to work on letting down my guard. And I need to work on accepting what other people say. I need to let him influence me in that moment. So that is what accepting who you are lets you do. It lets you realize, okay, this is who I am. This is why I'm doing this. So I need to change that. I need to look at their point of view instead of just holding on to mine. So that's what I mean when it says, accept who we are based on our relationship experiences. Know yourself, to yourself be true, so that you can be like, okay, you know what? This is not them. This is me. I need to work on it. And guys, it takes a lot of guts to say, you know what? In this situation, in this argument, in this disagreement, the problem's me. Because when you recognize that you are the one who's holding the opposition and it's you who are doing certain things then it's easier for you to work through the issues instead of like, well, he always does this, she always says that. No, own your part in the disagreement and work through it and understand why you react the way you do in certain situations. Okay, another thing that's important for you to do if we want to learn from the relationships, failures, or not failures, let's just say relationship mishaps with our parents is to identify our relationship strengths and weaknesses. So if you know your parents relationship model this stuff for you and you're good and maybe the area of affection or whatever, but they model poor fighting for you and that's a weakness, then you know what to work on. It's good to recognize your strengths and your weaknesses because when you recognize your strengths, you know what you're good at. So you may not need to work as hard on that, you know what I'm saying? And you'll recognize your weakness so that you can work more on the thing that you're not the greatest at. So it's important to identify our relationship strengths and weaknesses, don't just identify them because the next thing we should do once we've identified our relationship strengths and weaknesses is to work on the weaknesses until they become our strength. And just because you have a weakness in the area does not mean you can never ever change it. It doesn't mean that you'll never be good at it. No, it's just like everything in life. Like the more you exercise, the better you get, the stronger you get. The more you run, the faster you get. The more you sing, and I have to throw singing in there because I love to do that the better your voice gets, the longer you practice. Everything that we do is not about, oh, this is just what I've been given the ability to do and I can't do anything outside of that. I can't make it better. That is not true. Whatever we do in life, we have strengths, we have weaknesses. And our weaknesses can become our strengths. Just like sometimes if we do not work on our strengths and keep maintaining them, our strengths can also become a weakness. So, I mean, that's just how life is. So there's nothing that's like, I wasn't born with this quality or gift or whatever, and I just can't work on it. You can't work on it, and you can get better. So we need to work on our weaknesses until they become strengths for us. Another thing that we need to do is get to know ourselves and get in touch with our feelings. And I said that earlier when I was talking about how sometimes I know I'm stubborn, and then I recognize that. And so I know in this this particular discussion, I need to kind of let my husband be the person to influence me because I know that he's probably right in this situation. That's what I'm talking about. You need to get to know yourself. Because if you know yourself, you can recognize why you're doing something. You can know when you're on the verge of going too far with saying something or doing something. If you don't know these things about yourself, then you're going to continue to do what you always do, which is spiral out of control, take things to a place they should never go. That is why you need to know you. And you need to be in touch with who you are, understand why you do these things, know your triggers, and work through them. So that you can exhibit and show your children how to fight fair, how to be affectionate and stay connected, so that you can show your children how to do all of these things. Now, another thing that I would advise you to do is enlist the help of a counselor to help you understand more about why you react the way you do. And then work on changing your behavior. Changing your behavior is not a decision to say, Hey, I'm not gonna do this today. Like I can do that, but it's the long term, okay. So me just getting up this one day and saying, hey, I'm not going to say anything rude to anybody today. It may last for a day or two, maybe in a few weeks, but it's not going to be a long-term thing because I have not dealt with the root of the problem. Like, why do you say mean things to people? Why are you reacting and acting this way? So if we don't deal with those problems, those deeper issues. We're not going to fix the problem or change our behavior. So I would advise you to enlist the help of a counselor to help you Understand more about yourself and why you react the way you do, and then you can go about changing your behavior. Now, by doing these things, you'll be able to begin improving your relationship and working to ensure that you are leaving a roadmap to relationship success for your children. Remember, no marriage or relationship is perfect, it's not going to happen, but we are all going to make mistakes, and there's no perfection in relationships. But it is important not to make the mistakes that determine it's important not it's actually what i'm saying is it's important to realize that the mistakes that we make is not necessarily going to destroy our relationship but it's not even the mistakes that we make because we all make mistakes even the most successful relationships have mistakes and they make them so it's not the mistakes that you make it's how you deal with the mistakes that you make that will either make or break your relationship so remember this is important all of the negative things that we have learned from our parents Let's do a spin on it and let's make it a positive by learning from their experience and doing something different so that we can be better role models to our children and break the cycle of negativity and unhealthy and unsuccessful relationships in our generation. Now the song that we're going to listen to today is called He's a Player and it's a song about a woman who found herself in the same relationship cycles that her mother went through. Here's the song. He's a player. My daddy told me
1: to be careful not to maybe just in.
0: podcast i would like to thank you so much for being here with me today i absolutely love hanging out with you each week and it's always a pleasure to spend time with you if you love the podcast as much as i love spending time with you i encourage you to share this week's episode with a friend or family member and make sure that you like and follow the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts i will also love it if you will leave a review for the podcast so you can let me know how much you are enjoying the show Because I am so thankful to you guys, I am going to be giving away a free gift. I understand that being married can be difficult and stressful at times, so if you are looking for a way to stop arguing and resolve issues in your marriage, then click the link below in the show notes to download your free PDF about how to solve problems in your marriage. If you would like to contact me, feel free to contact me on social media by clicking the links in the show notes and I promise you that I will respond to your message.